I was going to be smart enough and said that it's my wallpaper, but it's not even letting me take the picture. Who is it? What is it? Wayne Bokers, Dylan Viojo Rainbow, Jaden Foster, and Clem Smith outside the Carlton Footy Club. <laughs> Just remember the good old times. Welcome to episode 11 of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast. My name is Sean Peterbutch. I'm joined by Fabian Guadagnolo. Buonasera, ragazzi. Alex Billen. G'day, all. And a very, very special guest, Tim Davis. Good evening. Davies? Davis. 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 Thank you very much for joining us, Tim. We've taken a brief break from our Carton podcast. We'll get back to that. This week's been a pretty big week. Kawhi Leonard is off to Toronto against his wishes. I've got a big rant against the AFL. World Cup the final. The World Cup final. Massive. In Russia. But we're going to start sort of where we left off. Oh, sorry. I, just, I forgot to give a plug to our great sponsor. Oh, of course. Oh. MGA Traffic Management. What do they course, do, Sean? Bring, <laughs> what do they do, Sean? MGA Traffic Management, of course, bringing you this week's episode. As always, if you need a traffic impact statement, they'll give you one. <laughs> Positively. He's getting closer to what we do. MGA Traffic. He's was, gone backwards on the name. I was that hoping you'd briefed him before this one. We have a website. <laughs> I never go to it. We're going to start, Alex. We sort of touched on this last week. I told a Off story about how I like to give films I didn't like a second chance, sometimes a fourth, fifth, or sixth chance. The example I used was Superman Returns, which I didn't like when I saw it, but I saw it a further three times. Yes. And bought the Blu-ray. I saw that. Yeah. You, you've been on me for a while about a James Bond film. Quantum of Solace. Yeah. I rewatched Quantum of Solace this and it's afternoon. it's still a turd for you or? You know what? We're gonna, I'm going to go into this very okay, briefly. Okay, go on. Just give me, if you give me some time here, I'm going to sure. kind of dissect my thoughts on Quantum of Solace. This is a podcast about sports. <laughs> this is, you know, this is like, this is like Quantum of Solace. Okay. This is a direct sequel to last week's podcast, which yeah. is unusual. Hopefully it's better. That's, that's how <laughs> you know what it suffers from? I actually liked it more than I remember. But mm. it suffers from what all really good se- what all um, sequels to great Bond films suffer from. They just try to retread what happened. Mm. So this all started with Goldfinger. Goldfinger is the first excellent James Bond film. Excellent. It's the culmination yep. of two yeah, films. I'll go with that. It's it's perfect. It's the first perfect Bond film. The villain, the look, the car, the gadgets, the girl, the song. It's got it's, it all. It's the first time all the elements came together. First time all the elements came together for people who aren't Bond fans, Casino Royale with Daniel Craig. Mate, that was that was fucking forty years after Goldfinger. I know, forty years. That's now Goldfinger is to me, it's still the high watermark. Bond fans, that's why you look at that. Well, there's the, obviously the, a few the Bond fans, public, mate, because they made twenty four of them. The, and then the next time it came together for me it was Goldeneye. But and this is the point I'm making. So <laughs> Goldfinger, he, you don't like Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan is, is the worst Bond. No, he's he's not the worst he's, he's Bond. Good. Goldfinger comes out. He's the worst. Nah, Dalton's bad. <laughs> Roger, Moore, Roger Moore's terrible. Roger Moore gets he gets let off so much. Roger Moore is awful, and he's it's the worst era bad. of Bond. He's pretty bad. But Goldfinger comes out and does everything right for the first time. So Thunderball comes out, and they just basically make the same movie. Yeah. Because they're happy. That's that's our happy space. That's our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So we just retread it, and they try to do that, but they get further away. It's not the same. The next truly great Bond film is Goldeneye. Yes. It's a very different James Bond. Is that the one on the ice? Spinning no, around. Die another the- day. Oh. That was the end of the, that era of Bond. It was that was terrible. Atrocious movie. There was a man with diamonds in his face. That's right. He was the guy from Fast, Fast and the, the Furious. Furious. Yeah. yeah. He um, won the pink slips. There was a great slips. car battle in that one. It was terrible. Don't seriously. Bond's kite surfs on a glacier. Yeah, that was fantastic. It was awful. Um, but Gold <laughs> Goldeneye comes out, 
Excellent. Reinvigorates, reinvigorates the franchise. Brilliant. Spot on. Perfect. Wonderful film. And it's a new James Bond as well. Like, it's a modern James Bond. He's an action man. Mm. It's really good. Tomorrow Never Dies is the same movie. They just, they just go, that worked for us. We're going to make the same thing again. You loved it two years ago. Guess fucking what? Seven it back up Have again. Have it again. Second course. We get a lot of shit Bonds. Then we get Casino Royale. Really good Bond But film. the crux of this is Best you read... Bond movie. Which one's that? Casino Royale. Doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up. What? For me, it holds up. We quoted fantastic. every single week. No, nah, watch it again. Text. Anyway, they make that. It's a really good hit. Quantum of Souls is basically the same movie. Crux of this, though, is you rewatched a movie that you hated and you liked it a bit better. And we're going to go into some aspects that I did enjoy briefly, I promise you. And so the last one was Skyfall, obviously. Skyfall was excellent. And then Spectre's the same fucking thing. Yes. So they just, whenever they hit on something they like, they do the same thing. Likes, I like that Mathis came back. That was good. Recurring Felix Leiter. Yes. That was good. I yes. like Universal Exports. Universal Exports. That Universal was good. Exports got a run. I like that. To the old. The Tosca old thing Bond. was classic Bond. Mm-hmm. But it, Craig doesn't fit. He's this big, burly, brutish, fucking stupid police officer, mm. as Dr. No said. Mm. And he just doesn't fit. But little things. You know, I like that Green was after water. I thought that was clever because you expect him to be after oil or yeah. nuclear fission or yeah. whatever it is. And he was after just water. So some clever little things. The opening chase was good. Fab's got a screwed up face. It doesn't oh, remember. Like, look at Tim's face. He <laughs> doesn't know, remember right? Quantum of Solace at all. All I remember with Quantum is that everything freaking blows up at the end. Yeah. Everything. It's, it's just a big high, fireball. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember I was asleep in the cinema and there was so much bright light coming from all the explosions. Fab that hasn't, it woke me hasn't up. finished a movie in the cinema yet. No. Doesn't sound like <laughs> Not since children. Not since having children. I haven't, haven't lasted a full movie. But, oh, yeah. I will close. I'll say I didn't mind it. Cool. I didn't mind it, but it's, it's the weakest of the. Craig films. And the one thing actually I hated above all else is they made him Jason Bourne. It's probably the, it's the weakest like of the of the um yeah. I didn't like films, that. But. Um, moving on. Yeah, moving, moving on. on. Um, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with AFL? I've got a little bit to say about AFL. Crack on with it. Yeah. Um, we'll end with world football. We'll end yeah, with, we'll, we'll with, wrap with up the, the World dog. Cup. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I'm not saying this is going to have a, a bit of a thing with Gillian McLaughlin, who's obviously the CEO of the AFL, and just I've got a bit of a question as this season continues, as this season goes on. What, at the moment, is his legacy as the CEO of the AFL? Fab and I spoke about this off-pod a couple of days ago. I wanted to get his thoughts on the topic, and we were sort of on the same page with his predecessors. Ross Oakley, in the mid-late sort of late 80s, early 90s, was all about saving the league, mm. which he did, and expansion, which he did, became a national competition. Wayne Jackson took the reins, consolidated the national competition further, positive, then Dimitriou came on board and sort of continued that, and commercially the game reached its peak under Dimitriou. So positive legacies. And you start looking at McLaughlin just at the moment, and what he does is an unbelievably difficult game. But when people talk about the state of the game, mm-hmm. when people talk about that, they talk about the look of the game, and that's not what I'm interested in. They all, all they're interested in is the product on the field. And I think that when they talk about the state of the game, they get so wrapped up in what that is and what they want that to be, they ignore the elephant in the room. And, and there's a few that I'll, I'll touch on. Firstly, we want to start on a positive. Undoubtedly, what will ultimately be his legacy will be women's football. And I think that's a real positive. Got no issues with that. The product will get better. It'll, it'll only improve in the next five to ten years. And, and he's, he's always going to have that you know, under his name, mm. and, and that's such a positive thing for him to have, and that's really good. And like I said, that'll just continue to grow, and, and that'll become, in 10 years' time, it'll be unrecognisable to what it is now. A negative I've got at the moment, and this is as, as a Carlton fan, we've got two other Carlton fans in the room, the draft. The draft doesn't work. 
and on Gillan McLaughlin's watch, the draft is it's dying and its effectiveness is dying. It's becoming we haven't been we haven't had a competition this unequal or inequitable since before the draft was implemented. The draft was implemented to correct the ills that are plaguing the competition now from an equalization point of view. And why as an industry we refuse to recognize that the draft doesn't work? I've got no idea because all we're doing is damning the teams at the bottom of which mine is one to more years of pain, more years of mediocrity, more years of just meaning nothing, doing nothing, going nowhere. Specifically when we brought in free agency as well and to basically ignore the impacts that that would have on the draft. Um, yeah, it's something that they've... We, and we've spoken about this. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago is that for me the fix is, is reform, massive reform. We need the actual order of the draft and, and how you get your picks to be completely reinvented. Mm. We need pure, unrestricted free agency to allow teams that are battling to double dip like they do in the NRL. The NRL doesn't have a draft. How quickly can a reform be done? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. If they wanted to. I'm sure it's got to be a lot, a lot more the difficult than is, that. The problem is the teams at the top are so narrow-minded is that they th- think that won't be us. But it will be. It will be. Eventually. The wheel turns. What we've got at the moment... So they won't not, get the votes. That's why they, no. they can't do it. They don't, they we've spoken the about through. this dozens two clubs, of times. Two clubs will vote it in. Mm. St Kilda and Carlton. And maybe Gold Coast. Brisbane. No, Brisbane are on the up. But this sense of we need to give the, the struggling clubs the ammunition they need. In the NRL, they don't have a draft. But what they do have is the ability for you to go out and pick free agents. You could be the worst team in the competition in September mm. and you could be a premiership challenger in March. You can't be that in the AFL ever under no circumstances. Every and league, that's broken. Every league with a draft, you basically you compare the AFL to every other league that has a draft and the AFL is the only one that struggles to make the bottom teams better, improve within a reasonable amount of time. You talk about mm-hmm. cycles. Right. Now... You look at the NFL, and I said to Sean, you go back two years ago, and my team hit rock bottom. We traded the, we basically sold the farm to move up to pick two in the draft to make sure we got a quarterback. Yours, yours is an extreme case, I suppose, from going yeah, from I, 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 nothing to everything. And as I was saying to Sean, you know, we've we've moved up to pick two, taken Carson Wentz in the draft, yep. and two years later won the Super Bowl without even having to need him. Yeah, which is a bit oh well. But yeah. what I'm saying, so you take out the Cleveland Browns, which are a basket case. They'll be a bit better this. They'll be a bit, bit better this season. But right. teams move up and down. Yep, and have the ability to go from being. Oh, the Browns have been consistently pretty shit for like a long time. You look at the Niners where they are now, but you go back. It wasn't that long ago that Colin Kaepernick had them in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Do you that, know what I mean? That we should have won. Oh. Yeah. But that's the thing. The cycles is the AFL seem to favour a system that keeps you at the top for ten years than one that allows you to rise up the ladder in three. And that's wrong. So that's one of the things we've got. To, they've got to look at. They don't seem to care about it, which worries me. The next one what, is what they're trying to do is hold on to, to final to finish up on this. They're trying to get a system where you know, they're trying to teach clubs to sustain their success. Now they need to be able to sustain their success financially because clubs are <clears> becoming <throat> basically insolvent. Mm. So they want the clubs to be self-sufficient and to basically hold their own for an extended period of time without coming back to the AFL. They're confusing that with success. Yeah. Because if you don't teach clubs how to become financially viable without success, there's only going to be one premier. There's only going to be eight teams in the final. You get that EPL tiered system. What are you doing doing for the bottom 10 teams? And look, it's easy for us to say, 
This is all about Carlton. Forget Carlton. I don't give a mm. shit. But the other... I would probably care less if it wasn't us. <laughs> but... no, my, my point is, it's not like everyone else is getting a crack at a flag. But, and that's what they need to. There needs to be this... They prided themselves at one point that every team had played in a grand final over the, whatever the period of time was. That's going to be a thing of the past. Well, Carlton and North are the longest drought. But there was something where over... It was, it was quite a good number of years mm. where every team had contested a grand final and it was like 15 years or something. Well, it should be maybe can't necessarily be is that shorter a good, than is that. Is that a good measure? Should it be well, it, if it you're in the a, top it, eight? It was a measure. It was a measure that or a metric that they used to stress the point that you could rise and fall quickly, and there was hope. And at fifteen the, years is quickly. At, but but in, in the sense of you could you know you don't have to make a grand final to be competitive, but if you're there or thereabouts, mm. and at the moment you're not. Mm. Carlton, I'm not sure when we can qualify for the eight. For a team that has for for a league that doesn't have a relegation system, surely it should be about maintaining. Your club in Carlton the top be, eight. Can't I mean, have been Diamond Valley League if there was a relegation system. Yeah, exactly. So um, EFL Div 2. We'd be playing Layla this week. <laughs> I got fancy Layla. Lance's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, uh, moving on from that, is consumer sentiment. Television ratings are down. Crowds are okay with a little bit soft. There's an apathy sweeping through. The product is oversaturated, leading to all that. People talk about the reason... There's a bit of apathy, and I've said this in the past. I remember being younger. There was no more than four games on telly every week. It was four games. They were delayed as well. Mm. Friday night was delayed. You had to watch Better Homes and Gardens to get to Friday night football. I, like, I preferred it. At 8.30. It allowed me to get home, have a shower, Seven had just sneaked that in there just so they get extra ratings for that TV show just before the football. No, no, it absolutely was. And But the Better Homes and Gardens was a ratings bonanza. That's why. But um, there was a sense that it was a special – it was special – when if your team was on telly, or if the footy was on the telly, full stop, special. Yeah. Oh, the footy's on. I've got to watch it now. Every game is on. Every game is live, and there are more games. When mm. I was little, there were seven. Then there was eight. Now there's nine. There's saturation. I'm not saying they can't put the genie back in the bottle anymore. They can't do that. Mm. So that's to me one of the reasons. There's this sentiment sweeping through, coupled with a lot of uncompetitive teams, teams going nowhere the perceived lack of quality in football as well. There are all these things that are forming this tornado that's just tearing through the market. AFL can withstand it because they're the biggest game in town, but at the same time, this needs... They're sort of just resting on their laurels a bit. A little bit, a little bit. And that takes us to the next thing, rule reform. Man, this is the biggest... This is the biggest change that'll hit football, arguably... This is a rant to beat all rants. Arguably ever, this rule reform. It's going to change the game. Well, it will, and we're all going to sit back and say, "Did it work?" Spot on. Like, and and the the way they're approaching it from the little tidbits that I'm hearing along the way, it's seriously bold. It's going to it, it's going to it's basically going to force overnight. Um, what where football has evolved over 25 years? It's it's, and, and they're going to just try and switch it right back to what it had been previously, and that's. A serious risk because we've got to change with our sport at, mm-hmm. at, as these little incremental changes come along. If all of a sudden you go bang, this mm. this is footy 2019, and half your supporters go, I don't like it. I don't like it. That's really risky. What it, about it's massively risky? It's new Coke. It is new Coke that can go back to old classic Coke. Later, you love this. Here it is. It's back. Damien Hardwick seems like the first person I've ever heard say, and he was really good this, this afternoon, and credit to him as the coach of the Premier Premiership favourite for coming out and saying this idea of starting points, you've got to get blowouts. Yeah. 
you're going to get blowouts. You're going to get teams getting flogged. Imagine us. And we're going to do the flogging. No, but imagine, but imagine if starting if starting <laughs> points were implemented at the moment, we would be getting beaten by 15 goals plus every week because we can't outnumber, we can't have a man back, we can't pull the levers that a struggling team does to make themselves a bit more competitive while they hope to get better. And he has said it. It's one of those things Nathan Buckley's opposed to it. I have no idea. This isn't a rant about Jared Waitley. I've got no idea. Usually segues into Jared, that. Jared Waitley and Malcolm Blight and there's one other have seen footage of these trials, which I think is 10 teams have done. Not all the teams have done. Some teams have participated awful, in trials. Awful. Jared Waitley, Malcolm Blight and one other media type, Lee Matthews I think it was, they've seen footage of it. Nathan Buckley hasn't seen it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know if Brennan Bolton's seen it. How can you have a? Si- I think they said Carlton hasn't been involved. How have you got a system where senior? <sighs> we can't a- get the current system right, so we don't want to confuse. But like ourselves. senior AFL system, AFL coaches haven't seen what were going to be the most radical changes to the AFL, arguably ever. But shouldn't it involve this in the struggling teams as part of Mate, that? You test? would think so. You would think so, but they haven't seen it. Apparently, they're going to show us <coughs> at some point. They're going to let us. It's still dying. You're going to let us... Uh, whenever Tim gets a microphone in front of me, he starts choking. Um, but that, that, to me, is a real worry. And, and look, we start to see... You know, for me, it's this... I understand that the game always evolves. But here's another one of my sayings. You'll like this. Mm. So fashion is never finished. No, I've heard that one before. So yeah. that's... Yeah. Fashion is never yep. finished. The game will not stop evolving. It won't reach... What's the shot your bolt one? To give us that one again. I think that the <laughs> AFL may have shot their bolt. In planning these changes, yeah, well, was every turtle gets a swim or something? <laughs> no, it was, it was not all turtles oh, get to the ocean. Okay, right. every turtle gets. A swim. <laughs> oh, I like that. But what I'll say is, we, I said this. Well, fashion is never finished. The game will have evolved past this. I said this probably about a month ago that I watched the centenary match. It was terrible. And it was all good memory. It's terrible. So what are we trying to do? Is go, mate. It's old men yelling at loud music. Yeah. That's I think, all this I, look, is. I, I think there is an issue, but I think it's more to do with something simple like umpiring. Oh, man, that's my next point. We stop paying incorrect disposal. Mm. You know, go back and watch the 1970 grand final or the 1960. Umpires come in and call a ball up within two seconds. Yeah, that you tackled the ball up. You tackled up. a ball up. It was quick. You drop the ball, free kick. Move on. I mean, so that, that's a perfect segue. So to me, it's umpiring. It's umpiring of the traditional rules. Yeah. That's a perfect segue because the next point I've got is umpiring is a shambles at the moment. It's terrible. They can make all the excuses in the world they want. It's the difficult game. It's not a difficult game to umpire. There's like seven rules. <laughs> like, seriously. Was he held without <laughs> the ball? <laughs> the rule book's the size of a Bible. There's seven no, see, rules. Why seven is it rules. longer than that? Quite seriously. Were you pushed in the back? Were you held without the ball? Were you taken high? Or did you run too far? Um, what's the? Uh, did you correctly dispose of the football? There, it's it's not difficult, and they all hide behind this. Such a difficult game, so difficult to umpire. If I had a media platform like a traditional Sam Newman, whatever, I would say I will umpire any level of football you want me to. I've never umpired a game of football in my life. You've got a media platform. Just that's true. Now. But I would happily throw myself. I go. Canadians oh, are loving this. They are Lithuanians as well. I've got a couple of Lithuanians. <laughs> Um, but this this umpiring excuse, it's it's just pathetic. The game is in shambles. I was at the game on Friday night, Carlton St Kilda. Charlie Curnow was being assaulted when the ball was coming towards him. Easiest, some of the easiest calls of the night would have been holding Curnow high, Curnow, and no one would have batted an eyelid. Everyone would have gone, ah, yeah, okay, yeah, Gilbert, yeah, yeah. 
you were you got away with it so often, time mm. and time again. It became a farce. But you pay it early. You pay it early, it stops. Yeah, it stops. And it's like, and I've said this, opening day of the Premier League season, as soon as a player approaches you after a free kick, just throw, throw them a yellow. Yeah. Set the tone. And just, and just see if anyone else comes mate, next to you. As soon as, soon as someone dives, else does, another mm. yellow. If a, mate, if a player dives, if yeah. a player dives, give them a five-match ban. Retrospectively. One yeah, of the worst okay. ones I've ever seen is Jordi Alba did it, playing for Barcelona late. Might have been the last game of the year. Awful. The worst dive I've ever seen. Won a penalty. Um, Barca scored. They ended up winning the game 2-0 or whatever. Ban him for five games. Yeah. After the fact. Them. Go, uh, not in the spirit or whatever, dis- um, bringing the game into disrepute, blah, blah, mm. blah. You've cheated. Uh, you get a five-game ban. Do you reckon he does it again? Retrospectively, you say. Retrospectively, mm. at like a tribunal going, do you reckon Ashley... So the goal stands, they still win. Does. He gets a five-game. But game. Ash- you Ashley... Can't, you, can't, yeah, you can't alter what happened. Ashley Young so. went through that period where he was bad at it for Manchester United. Yep. Give him a, a massive ban. Yeah. Him, Ashley, him and him and Delhi. Go, you've died. We're going dive five for dives. Delhi, unbelievable. <laughs> five games. Three you games. Would be enough. Leap in the air. <laughs> for himself. The next one on my hit list: expansion teams. This has not gone well. Hmm. Gold Coast are irrelevant already. They're they're as much of a basket case as we are. They've got less of a future than we do. They're they're going nowhere. They're in. We're a club that's won sixteen flags. We're not going to disappear. That's what I mean, overnight. though. They're they're in dire dire straits. They are, Tom Lynch is going to leave. Rumours set and May is going to leave. They can't retain Where's anyone. They can't attract anyone. Where are they going to, Sean? You love trade rumours. I thought it was a um, catch me if you can. Where are you going, Frank? It's a catch <laughs> me if you can uh, reference. Um, well, Lynch will go to Richmond. Yeah, Richmond. And I think May will go to Collingwood. Is May a free agent? Next or year. Or is he a free agent next year? Next year. So they might trade up, maybe. But that's the thing. So they're their captains. And they've already lost. You go through the list. Jago Ramirez left. Harley Bennell's gone. The list, Josh Caddy's gone. Dion Presti is gone. They can't retain anyone. They can't attract anyone. GWS at least played decent football. They'll be there or thereabouts again this season. But no one cares. No one cares in Greater Western Sydney. Hmm. I understand why they go there. You know, for the the population and try to attract people, you only have to attract a small percentage of them. I get it. But they're irrelevant. No one cares. Could they end up in Tasmania? They might end up. I reckon one of them will end up in Canberra. But if we can't make Gold Coast work, how are we making Canberra work? Well, at least Canberra, when you, when they play at Monica, at least there are people there. Yeah. There's yeah a look, bit of you're, an, you're absolutely right. There's a bit of an appetite for it in Canberra. There's yeah. no appetite. But then GWS are trying to align themselves to Canberra anyway, that's, so I, I think that's their baby. And, yeah. and sort of being Western Sydney, that's the, the tenuous link is being made out there as well. I think that they might go there. Eventually, long term, yeah, makes sense. And I mean, the fascinating thing is, Gold Coast have hosted the Commonwealth Games mm. and done a really good job of it. So yeah. it's Alex didn't like the opening ceremony. No, it was terrible. Harsh judge. I um, it was okay. Did you Did you like it? I don't know that I watched it. To be honest, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't it's like very it. slow. Very it was a bit. Slow. It was a bit kitschy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but oh, no. and then lastly, this Off is topic. A, this is a, this is a bit of a. Um, this is a hobby horse of mine. I said this earlier with, with regard to one of the topics in the Carlton pod, which you can listen to concurrently. Um, state football. State football, local football, is particularly in Victoria, and I've got a bit of first-hand experience with this, is a mess. It's an absolute mess. They've gotten rid of the development league at VFL level. I think the, the cost of that in the medium term will be catastrophic for the VFL and, um, and a generation of footballer. Uh, I think it's a terrible shame what's going to happen to the VFL. It's going to make local leagues stronger and it's going to lead to the loss of a generation of footballer who don't... Only 80 players, 80-odd players get taken in the draft. 
add another 20-odd maybe for rookies and uh, pre-seasons. So maybe 100 play, 100-odd players a year. But how, how, many, many, how, how many of them actually kick on to be? No, no, I agree with that. But when we're not going to give untold more the opportunity you know, I've got a bit of exposure uh, at one of the VFL clubs at the moment, and there's a there's a number of guys who should be playing VFL football. At the very least, they should be under the umbrella playing development league football in a, an elite system run by elite AFL coaches, training standards, preparation, all that stuff. They're playing, in some cases, local football seconds because of a convoluted point system that doesn't allow them to play for their local team. So you've got a guy who, because their AFL affiliate is strong, there aren't any spots in the VFL team. That that happens, so he can't play VFL football. He is playing four tiers down when he's good enough to play VFL football. It's an absolute farce, and it is killing so, the game. So wh- why, what's this all come about? From? Cost. Is it cost, money. The AFL couldn't justify, I don't know if it's a million dollars a year, to prop up the development league. They've probably put some of that money the into AFL women's throw, football. The throw a lot of money at crap. No, they do. And look, women's football is a great investment. I can't help but feel that the money has maybe gone to that. Mm-hmm. But they've signed a billion-plus-dollar TV rights deal, a million dollars a year for the development league's nothing. Mm. It's nothing. And what it's costing is it's costing so many young footballers the chance to put themselves... Sam Mitchell didn't get drafted, played development league, forced his way into Box Hill's team, ends up becoming absolute champion of the game. A lot of players come from whether it be Irish players. Sam Mitchell? Uh, he was, yep, yeah. He was. A, a lot of players come from Ireland or international backgrounds and play in the development league to learn the game. A lot of players just play development league to learn the game. Mm. They can't do that anymore. It's it's going to leave us in. A, I think it's going to leave us in a bad place very, very quickly. Mm. And mm. I, I, like I said, I feel enormously for the guys that have been squeezed out, who aren't getting the opportunity that that they need, that they deserve, that they ought to have. So, there there are a, a, you know, a handful, of half a dozen things that. I think are really, really pressing. And when people talk about the state of the game, the look of the game, they disregard a lot of that stuff. And it's it's leading us down a path, I think, that um, it's going to be very, very, very difficult to correct. Mm. Very difficult to correct. Beautiful. Thank rant, you. Rant over. Um, right. Do we want to have a, a, like a little chat just about the weekend that was, I don't know about, maybe I'll throw to Tim and Fab on this one. When yeah. do we worry about Richmond losing? Or when's it a problem? I'm, I'm a bit sick of Richmond losing and people going, oh, it's not at the G. It doesn't matter. When does it start mattering? When they're losing. Yeah. They get a lot of slack. Oh, they lost. Adelaide beat them or West Coast beat them or um, GWS beat them on the weekend. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I guess I guess we're all sitting back and we can see the game style that they're playing. Um, it's working. They're buying in. They certainly have a lot more success at the MCG. I think a lot of people are going, it'll be all right later on. They're going to play final series at the MCG. They're going to play grand finals at the MCG. So therefore, you're good to go. If they're getting beaten, they're getting beaten by good sides. Yes, it's away from the MCG, but... um, Small margins too. Small margins. Yeah, very Mm. competitive. I I don't have too many concerns. I, I think the one thing you often hear about in footy is, what are you doing? And what are you doing well? And is it sustainable? And I think the one thing that we've learned out of what Richmond is doing is their game style and what they're doing well is really, really sustainable. And and look, the reality is you force a bit of game style change or gameplay change through some of these rules, 
can they keep doing what mm. they're doing or does it change it up enough that they've sort of got to relearn and find a new system that they buy into in the same way? Yeah, no, I'd agree. And I think that with the, with the Richmond thing is, the point I'm trying to make, I suppose, is that internally they wouldn't be fobbing it off. Or oh, they'd be seeking to learn from yeah, everything in, they Internally they yeah. wouldn't be as flippant as the commentary is. No, oh, don't worry about it. Oh, don't worry about it. It's not important. Of course. It's always different. Internal I just external. think it's, it's that one of the things, isn't it, where a GWS, if they were to play Richmond again, even if it is at the MCG, would look at that and go, we're beating them. Hmm. There's yeah. a confidence that comes from that. Go, yeah, we beat them. Yeah, of course. I think it's more the thing that everyone else who's around them isn't really that. It can change pretty quick. I can't believe that they're like only a game clear at the top of the ladder. And that's the thing. Like I think it can just change real quick. Everyone's thinking they're this lay down Mazair to oh they're gonna walk in the the grand final. They've got to win you know, they've got to win at least two finals. We don't know who they'll be playing. Likelihood is it will be at the MCG, but this idea of one of the greatest wins in our history was no one I no one beat Essendon. No one beats them. Yeah, they're going to win flags for the next 10 years. No one's going to beat Colin. Colin's going to have dynasty. Hmm. Things change. Change pretty quickly. Anything can happen. I think as you sort of said, if you turned around and you said right now who is going to beat Richmond and you said I nominate team A, hmm. I don't know who team, team A is. Not not with not with any level of confidence. No, mm-hmm. no. Look it up in the record. Yeah. <laughs> team J. <laughs> But no, it's certainly uh, look six weeks of a season, four weeks of finals, ten weeks is a hell of a long time in AFL football. So yeah, so much can change. Mm. Um, you know, you look at the injuries to Trelaw and to Lyndon Dunn um, that Collingwood have had, Dan- Daniel Wells to a lesser extent, but it really puts them on the back foot. Mm. And any chances that they had a, a, have been sort of hurt. And they already had a couple of doubts where they weren't beating sort of those nominal top eight teams, yeah. as it was, is that that was the, the the caveat with their premiership credential was who have they beaten? Yep. And then now it makes it, you feel, you don't feel bad for Collingwood, but in the sense that you feel that that opportunity to, to test themselves has sort of been taken away a little bit, where you go, well, they, they probably are, they probably were going to be better than they're going to end up being this year. Yep. And that's, they're going to have to rejig and reassess and try to figure out how do we replace mm. A, B and C. Which is a shame for them, good for the rest of us. And, and I guess on Richmond too, you just sit there and go, well, Dustin Martin, for Dustin Martin, is kind of just going. He's really not doing anything no. stellar. He's chiming in at the right time and in important games because that's what he does do. But he's not dominating games from mm. uh, you know, way to go as he did last season. So mm. uh, I think that's why a lot of people have got the comfort to be able to say this is a side that can just keep mm. rolling on and doing what they're doing. So he's got um, a bit in reserve, you're saying? And once again, that's that's a dangerous thing, isn't it? Oh, without a doubt. Oh, I mean, they, it if they can flick the switch and mm. get better again, it's sort of like, well, we thought that they were going to struggle to get beaten yeah. now. What happens then? But the wrong injury to the wrong guy. Um, Correct. I, I think one of their most underrated players is Toby Nankervis. If he goes down... Mm. They don't really have anyone. I, I, yeah. I don't know who plays in his no place. cover. Sean Grigg. Maybe or Chol. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, one of the big winners out of the weekend was West Coast in terms of coming to – they lose Nat Nui, which is terrible mm. for them and him, but they come to the MCG. I think that Optus Stadium um, surface is paying dividends. You know, obviously Subiaco, longer, narrower, didn't suit the MCG. Mm. Now I think Optus is, is 
fairly similar to the MCG, and you can see it when they play there. And that's just going to hold them in good stead. Certainly. Certainly. I think with Kennedy, Darling, Lacroix back, hmm. that's perfect. Um, and they're, they're a team that I think they're a team I'd like to, you know, McGovern's obviously solid, you know, Hearn's solid, um, Gaff's playing great footy, hmm. Shuey's going well. Um, I think Lysette is a um, pretty competent replacement. He's been playing good footy. I think they're a team I'd like to see have a crack at the Tigers at the MCG. But then it's still the MCG factor, isn't it? No, that, absolutely. You know, they they were celebrating the fact that they beat Collingwood at the MCG for the first time in 15 years or something Isn't that like annoying, that? though, when people say that? It's like, well, they don't play there every yeah, week. exactly right. They've probably played six games against them in that 20-year period. Mm. Yep. But um, that that was sort of interesting. Interesting. It was a good weekend, I thought, if footy was. There were some, some good good moments. Uh, some, you know, Nat Nui going down was no good. But um, that finals picture is becoming a little bit clearer, which is exciting. Nothing else on football? I'm just doing a ladder predictor. Oh, yeah. Why? When you said finals picture is looking a little bit clearer. Are we there? Have we made a late run? We've just missed out. Damn it. Um, but Hawthorne, Sydney and Adelaide have all missed out. Okay. So, um, Really? Yep. Uh, Port Adelaide versus GWS in Adelaide. Elimination? Semi-final. <sighs> Who's going to win? Just give, me, give it to me. Port. Port. I think GWS could win. Collingwood, Melbourne at the MCG. Collingwood. I'd love to see Melbourne from seventh knock them off. Richmond, Collingwood. You'd have to say Richmond. Yeah. Good prelim. West Coast, Port Adelaide in Perth. West Coast. Coast. Port got beaten in overtime in the semi-final last year. They They owe them one. Richmond, West Coast at the MCG grand final. Eagles. <laughs> I'm going to say, I want you to redo that and make it Port Adelaide, and Cochin wins the toss and kicks it. Oh. <laughs> that was an extraordinary moment in football history. They should make one of those mock 30 for 30s about Cochin kicking into the wind in an elimination final. Um, he was in dance shape. He was. In, he was. He goes, I've covered football and boxing and dance. <laughs> uh, moving on, the biggest story of the day, maybe in world sport, Kawhi Leonard. Yes, Kawhi. Huge so, story. Two men that have uh, made a move that they didn't want to make. So Kawhi going to Toronto and DeRozan going to the Spurs. I Has believe. he become an Indo Raptor? <laughs> he is so, there. He is there. One minute, he, one, one, one so, minute he's going to be lively dancing down the floor, dribbling yeah. beautifully. The next minute he's going to be running into things, knocking <laughs> so the benches what's, over. What's the point of the trade? I don't get it. For the Toronto Raptors. You lose, your, Toronto, you, you lose your best player. You get a pretty to, good player in return. Who's going to leave in a year? There's a, good a free trade, agent in a year. It's a great trade for San Antonio. Oh, phenomenal trade for San Antonio. Yep. Yep. Good trade I, for... I, I, I don't see... If you're the GM of the Raptors, you know, the GM or the joint GMs at my club are arguably the worst in the league. Mm. We call ourselves Gar Packs. It's so bad they need two men to do the job. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, seen, something, that's something they would do. He's seen the bright lights of Kawhi, I think, in that move. So you get rid of your best player. It, it, yeah, well, Penny. You get a pretty good, as I say, you get a pretty good player in return. Yeah, but but you're like right; Carlton it's not for saying, a very oh, long we time. Would like but, Tom Lynch. Okay, let's do a trade and give up Patrick Cripps. Well, they're hoping that's going to put them over the top, right, and get them to the next stage where they can. I mean, but they've recruited a guy that doesn't want to go there. I re- it's, it's the it's you know this is there you know what they're hoping they're hoping for you know mighty ducks they're hoping for Adam Banks yeah 
that he's just real professional. He's real professional. He doesn't want to be the, at a district. He was happy being a hawk. Correct. But the lines have been redrawn. He's now a mighty duck. So he goes to the ducks. He just loves playing ice hockey. He's going to put his head down. He's going to play like, good hockey. It's like Luke Cafferty in Friday Night Lights as well. When the, the lines are drawn and he was in East Dillon and played for them, did very they well. They manipulated those lines, didn't they? They did manipulate those lines. <laughs> they didn't manipulate the Adam Banks lines. They Buddy. were redrawn. Buddy Garrity. Buddy Garrity. But I just, Jump ship very quick. You know what I want to know? I want to know Penny for LeBron's thoughts. Wrapped. Yeah, he would be absolutely ecstatic. LeBron, right now. Yeah. oh, why would LeBron be wrapped? Because Kawhi's not staying in Toronto next year. He's no, just but signing like his free him. agent deal for two thousand nineteen. No, no, he's he coming would, to LA. But he would want him now. Oh, yeah, but it's like Carlton and Dylan Shield. We'll get Is him. It? We'll get him next year. Mm. <laughs> We're patient. We'll get him next year. He signed for four years at LA. He doesn't need to win a, a title in year one. Granted, he's not getting any younger. Oh. But if he knows that he's going to get a, a player of the quality of Kawhi in next year as a free agent... Does that change beautiful. perhaps their plans for this year uh, in terms of no, can, they target, no, I, but can I, they target someone else? Look, I don't think they need to. I think they've got such young talent on that team that they can sit there and see how does LeBron go waxing with Brandon mm. Ingram, with Lonzo Ball, yeah. with Kyle Kuzma and do, these sorts of guys. Do, I still think Lonzo Ball's moving on somewhere. I'm not sure where, but I just I feel like the two of them together, Bron and, and Lonzo, and that team just can't really it's work oil and water. well. But you're right, next, next year there'll be a lot of free agents out there that LA can poach, including Kawhi. And, and I think they've had their heart set on Kawhi for a while. Certainly. Um, and I think the beauty of it is they sit there and go, here's a guy that played nine games out of 82 last season. Let's see how he gets through at Toronto. Yep. If he comes back and he's in decent dance shape, um, then Beautiful. the following season, you know, let's go. Yeah. Do, Welcome to Tinseltown. Well, do, was Kawhi just overcome by the Seebs virus? Was that what it was? He's just overcome the Seebs virus, yeah. yeah. So he had a sudden attack of Seebs and just couldn't be bothered. Correct. I don't know whether we got to the bottom of that, why it, it all sort of unraveled. And he, he I just... saw a weird story today about how I told Fad this earlier. He had a, a deal with a chicken wing company. and because he liked, Kawhi? Yeah, he liked their wings. And then for promoting them, this company gave him a coupon for free wings. And he was like, that's great, fantastic. He signs a $94 million deal or whatever it is. At some point, he misplaces the coupon for free wings. <laughs> and then he was like, he actually said to them, I'd lost my coupon. Can I have another one? And they were like, yeah, okay. So they gave him another coupon for free. How many fucking wings is this guy eating? This is ridiculous. That $94 million doesn't cover however many wings he wants. What the fuck is happening, Kawhi? He also apparently lives... Apparently he I'm lives, not sure of the legitimacy of this. Apparently he lives in a two-room apartment. No. And he drives like a 98-something or other. He's like, he's just... He has more money... Frugal. Yeah, I, but the thing is, it's not modest. That it's not that he's a tight ass. I think that the, the what the guy was trying to get at is he hipster. doesn't need any of that Maybe stuff. Maybe hipster. This guy. I'll see if I can find it. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll see if I can find this. <laughs> I'll see if I can find this tweet. It was. It was just. There's some weird stuff in it, and mm. it's. It's just like, what are you doing, Kawhi? I'll search Kawhi chicken wings. While you're searching for that, we'll we'll move on to the next next available. Uh, Sport. What, what, what else are we talking about tonight? Before we hit the big dog, before we hit world football. Has anyone got any points of interest from um, no results for Kawhi Chicken Wings? I'm surprised with that. Oh, yeah, I'm really. Yeah, I don't know where you heard that. Any uh, Deontay Wilder news 
There is uh, some boxing news. <laughs> of course there is. There's some boxing Sorry, news. Sean, we'll, not, we'll get to not, 83 weeks in a minute. Not Deontay so. Wilder news, but the Pac-Man is, is back in action. The Pac-Man. Uh, Manny Pacquiao. Manny, Manny he had Pacquiao. a fight on the weekend. Is he still a politician? He is. Yeah, yeah humanitarian politician. He's, he does very well outside of his sport. Um, is he going to pay the $340,000 fine for the Filipino oh, Basketball Association that might, got stung he, he, by he, the fine this afternoon? The suspensions they got seemed light. Golding got One quite week. a whack as well, he got, didn't he? He got a week. He got a week oh, well, again, for having again. five blokes on top yeah. of him beating the shit out of him. Which seemed a bit stiff, naughty didn't Naughty boy. <laughs> What about? Well, I think the biggest suspension one of the Filipino guys got was six games. Six games. That seems way all, under. All part of the World Cup Asian qualifiers too. So yeah, that mm. just seems way, way, way unders. Seems light. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Anyway, sorry. Back on the Pac Man. No, that's all right. No, so he, he beat uh, Lucas Mateus. Uh, in the seventh round um, for the WBA regular world welterweight title in Kuala Lumpur. As opposed to the irregular one? That's just the regular inverted, you know, inverted okay. commas. Um, so that, that was a great performance by him you know, on his return. So I suppose it's what he, he does now. Um, he's challenged. How old is Manny? Jeez. Oh, I was thinking about this coming in, actually. Uh, I think he's late, 100, late 30. 37 years old. I'd like to confirm it, but I think it's like late 30s. I found it. I found the Kawhi Leonard thing. Give it to us. I don't. This is, like I said, I'm not sure of the fidelity of this information. Sure. But I love it regardless. Leonard spends his summers in a two-bedroom apartment in San Diego. Uh, He carries a basketball in his backpack even when he isn't going to the gym. He drives a rehabbed 97, 97 Chevy Tahoe, nicknamed the Gas Guzzler. Uh, his explanation for driving this vehicle is that, quote, it runs and it's paid off. Uh, he sponsored Wingstop, which sends him coupons for free wings so he can eat them. This winter, he uh, panicked when he lost his coupons. They replenished them. Uh, where's this one? Uh, never s- doesn't celebrate his birthday. Lives uh, in a duplex with He's his mother in He's San Antonio. He hmm. lives... Upstairs, and she lives downstairs in this duplex. And at night, they play Jenga and eat enchiladas. Who tweeted this? Uh, I'm not even sure how to say this username. Sure. Uh, Gift. I think, they're liars, I think, I think to it's be Gift Sports. I don't care if it's fake; it's amazing. I think. I think the point's been made though that he's not very. He's not out there. He's not. No, he's not a showboater. No, no. But he's a very good basketballer. So. Yeah. So what about? There's another piece, uh, another thing. Well, ten un- minutes, Sean. Hurry up. As an unassuming high school sophomore, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard declined to correct a reporter who kept awarding his points to a teammate. Leonard replied, "It doesn't matter." <laughs> He's a good team player. It's, it was apparently it's I. It's apparently a Sports Illustrated article. Okay. You talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to see if I can find any more gold. Sure. Well, we're going to move on to the World Cup, if that's all right with you. Any F1 news, Sean? No, there wasn't a race, so yeah, there's nothing think, happening. I know there's not a race. No news, no... Not that I'm aware of. Nothing in the NFL? Timbo? Not really. No. I, they're shaping up now for pre-seasons. Hmm. I know certainly from a fantasy NFL perspective, we're um, probably within a month of having drafts and whatnot, so there's probably a little bit of research being done. So Stretching, <laughs> stretching your hamstrings? <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, that moves us to the the big event, the World Cup. I've got some I've got some football you know, leading into the World Cup, but football news. I thought we'd finish with football news, but we'd, we'd okay. We'd, no, we'd, let's, we'd, let's we'd smash we'd smash the um. Let's roll into it. Let's roll smash into, into the to the World Cup. It's let's our, roll into it. Our last chance to you know sing a bit of Ricky Martin and uh, fantastic. Great tournament. Great. Oh, look, phenomenal tournament. I don't know about you guys. But best World Cup ever? That's going oh, That's going no, far. It's, it's not the best. It's a good World Cup. I reckon, Fra- I reckon France 98. Is I reckon it's on par with the it. The high I, like, I enjoyed it. As a, as, a, as, as a viewer, and I watched all Marred a little bit by, games. by the VAR and a lot of you know goals from, from stoppage, well, free kicks or penalties or well, whatever. Free kicks be, are part of the game. That's, that's, they've been in every World Cup, but the, the, the I, think penalties. The, I think the penalties were more group stage issues. Mind you, there was a VAR penalty given in the World Cup final. The, the first score, yeah. Yeah. But um, so that no, was the, the first one was the free kick, the header. Yeah, it was too. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. No, but all in all, very good tournament. Um, had a good feel about it, a good vibe. Mm. Football never made it home. Um, no, it didn't. Fo- football's wandering aimlessly through Europe. Well, Pogba, I think Pogba said it was coming home, didn't he? Pogba did say it was coming home. Um, it's quite funny, that video. But he said he was he was jokes. He was having the time of his life. And so he should. He's a World Cup winner. And Mourinho is basically just sitting in America, waiting for him to join up to camp, thinking, as soon as you get back here, I'm going to bring you down to earth. I can, mm. I can see Mourinho's going to drop him for week one or something. You watch. <laughs> so, no, great um, World Cup overall. The final? Mm. The final, yeah. The final was fitting. I thought it was a good final. I thought Croatia were unlucky to go in down at half time. I thought they played, they came out of the gates really well, applied mm-hmm. some really good pressure. Um, I think they started the better of the two. Certainly did. I, no doubt. Yeah. And the, the goal sort of came against the run of play, really. Can I just, I want to say one thing. It's not uh, Kawhi Leonard related. There's some more, <laughs> there's some more gold in this article, but I'm just, I'm sorry. Apparently, he likes the mango habanero wings, and they're the ones that he wants. But, um, Croatia have come out, and a few teams have come out. Belgium did it. I hate it, hate it, hate it when teams do this. They've, rant, accused, rant, rant. they've accused France of not playing football. What the fuck were they playing? Playing oh, fucking bocce. Have they elaborated oh, on that? The Italians will be world champions. They didn't want to play football. It's like, what? I hate that. It's the most what does highest that mean? self-important nonsense. They didn't play the game the right way, which basically means they won. And we lost. We got beaten. So the, we, we claim a moral victory because we played football. Mm. Dejan Lovren said it, and it's like, shut up, you dickhead. What, that mm. they sat back and hit them on the counter? Yeah, apparently there's this... Lovren's just embarrassed, I think. Because it's, like, ga- it's like this thing where you hear in, um, someone was talking about football today, and they were talking on the radio about how scores of... Average scores each team has dropped progressively since the 60s and 70s and whatever. And this is further to the point. There's nothing wrong... This is about AFL, but it applies to everything else. There's nothing wrong in sport with realising, you know what, we're more of a chance to win this game... If we don't concede 100 points every week, the game evolves. Mm. So France sat there and thought, Croatia's defence is suspect. We have pace. Greasy, fast pace. And if we exploit them on the counter, we're a pretty good chance of winning. Croatia don't like that because they're sitting there going, that's not fucking fair. Mm. Duke it out with us in the middle of the park. We don't have to do that. And they won. It's it's the AFL side that puts a man behind the ball. Yeah. And then the opposition mans him up. And so that team has an empty forward line mm. to which they play a pagan's paddock effectively and then whinging about it. Well, bad luck. And a lot of the decisions I think they were whinging about were out of France's hands anyway. So like the, the penalty 
Um, the penalty, the hand, look, the I, I, would, I wouldn't have given the penalty. I, I would have given it because the hand was away from the body. Was um, it going towards the goal? It was. You reckon? I think it was. I don't think Matuidi actually got a touch on it. I thought he did. I so, thought he got a header onto it. I thought it was going but, goal. Goalwards. You know, they've had six blokes dressed as referees watching TV. And the referee came... It was the only person who noticed. He runs off. And he then does, like, yeah, he goes back to the TV. Yeah, like, and he does the square and then yeah. he just he viciously points at the so spot. Look, and, you know, you can argue whether it was a penalty or not, but it wasn't like it was, how do they pay it? No. It was like, okay, there's just cause it's, to it's yeah. like more of a discussion that we spoke about with VAR and all this sort of technology is that is that what it's there for? No. No. It's like the goal line technology. The goal line technology is it, not there, there to spot the there. guy touched off My the My thought is if, it, if we don't have VAR, that doesn't get called a penalty. No. Uh, no. Probably not, but not necessarily. I think VAR needs to be the people in the box saying, you've missed something obvious. Blow the whistle and come and have a look at the team. I was having this discussion with somebody. Is it running Is it running constantly and they're just and someone's in the ref's ear going, no. we're having a look at that or we're not having a look at that? No, or is it the pressure goals. applied by the players on the pitch? Yeah, Are they coming going, Are you goals. looking at that? Goals, goal scoring opportunities and stuff. I think it's a little bit like cricket in the sense that it runs, it runs, it runs. And then if the referee like Neymar gets done for mm. diving... Mm. It's something should, we can look at or penalty incidents offsides. Should they not have two screens running, one that's got you know like a five-second delay on it? You know what it should be? It should be like minority report. Yeah, it could be. The referee yeah. walks up to the fucking screens and he's like moving them around. Yeah. Another shit he's, movie. Yeah, no, Fantastic yeah. movie. No, it went 20 minutes too long, but back to your point, please. So, look, look, I don't think they were harsh done by by The free kick, oh, please, move on. Like, the Griezmann, oh, oh, you're talking about Griezmann. To me, yeah, it was soft, but shit. That happens all game. Like he was falling down before he got clipped, but he did get you, contact. You, yeah. so, look, but he was falling down. My point is, it happens all games. It happens all tournament where you're going to pick that one out. Yeah. And how, about you, how about your own teammate doesn't hit her in the back of the net? That's probably an easier thing to... So is Mario the only guy that scored on both ends? in a fo- Well, technically at the same end. Oh, true. So, yeah, um, true. I don't have any issues with the two goals they conceded. I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't have personally paid the penalty, but goals make games. Mm. So and they've gone up. They've scored a ripper. Yep, uh, through fantastic, Perisic, which I missed. My my son woke up. Oh, fantastic goal! For me. Fucking little prick. And um, <laughs> so I'm in his room, and I could just hear Kelly yelling from yeah. the bedroom. They've scored, like woman. Who? Like I'm in another room. Like is it? What's it was going? A, it was a, a sweet nil? hit. It was a yeah touch so, to drop it down, and then he's just that was um, clean hit it. Clean hit. Yeah. Look, it was it was great first half. Second half. It opened up. France punished them. Um, then Lloris, very Lol Reese, Lol Reese, Hugo Lloris Carius, you may call him. Jeez, he was it was Spursy, wasn't it? Keepers trying to be outfield players. You know Bartes. It's you know Bartes. You that do. was that was horrible. Yeah, and he's just lucky it didn't cost him. Yeah, otherwise he have a. Uh, every so often, an, goal- Esca- an Escobar type incident. Every on time, team. every so often, goalkeepers just forget. Keep it simple. You're the goalkeeper. Why the goalkeeper? I love how Martin Tyler just wanted to remind. If you're watching this, and you're a keeper. Know your know your pace. Yeah, like, just like just, Martin Tyler was was loving it after. It's a world he, was, Cup he was losing. Final. He was losing his mind after that. Guys, like, what is football? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's a World Cup final, and you're yeah. just coming out and trying to it was crazy. play it around it was, in the it back. It was madness. It was absolute madness. But that's but, that's you touched on Fabian Barthez. That's obviously just in the French keeper's DNA. Mm. Yeah, but one could do it. And the other one looked. Fabian was responsible for some of the more head-scratching decisions ever made <laughs> by a goalkeeper. Yes. Yeah. 
So yeah. erratic. Like a scorpion kick to be seen. <laughs> well, <coughs> well. Um, I've got a question for you. Well, Griezmann's in general. Well, Griezmann's celebration of his goal. Um, well, the. The, the free kick, the, the L dance, take the L dance. Did you find that disrespectful at all? Nah, or? fuck them. I don't even know what it was. Can't, okay. You can't be offended by something you don't know what it is. Sure. No, was, he had the sort of the L on his head and he was dancing around, I think, at some, oh. from some computer game. But, oh. Mm. No, just a thought because it just came up on my um, on my feeds. And No. No. But he's, does he do does he do it all the time? Or he does that, do it he does do it yeah, all the time. Because I reckon I'd seen him do it before, so it wasn't anything oh, new. I like when he did the phone thing. He used to do that a bit. Yeah, I like the phone celebration. That, that was ad fun. was good, the Puma ad. Where was Nike? Did Nike do a World Cup ad? They didn't do a World Cup ad. Not this year. Cost cutting. I feel fucking robbed. <laughs> they were the, they were great. I was thinking I remember thinking oh maybe but it wasn't just an ad, it used to be a whole campaign. It's because they've dropped Federer, that's why. Remember the giant Ronaldo statue that got unveiled, Michael Jackson-like? I just, yeah. I just remember that. I remember maybe a week ago thinking... Jogger Bonito, which was probably for 2002? Or 2006? Might a little bit later than that. Yep, 2006. But, like, they had a spate of unbelievable ads, and Nike have always done them. And I remember thinking maybe a week ago, oh, they're doing one for the final. Hmm. I remember actually thinking, that's presumptuous, because you've got to hope you get a team to the final. Which they did. They got the winner. Which they got both. Yeah. Yep. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what if they don't? They might. Do you remember when Andy Roddick, uh, Amex did one with Andy, Andy Roddick? You they got, did. You got a hard on for Andy Roddick. No, no, but they did two ads, remember, for the Australian Open where one was him going to the tournament and they obviously did um, a bit of a Goosebumps Choose Your Own Adventure where if he wins the tournament, they had one where he's got the trophy and whatever. And when he didn't, it was quite clever. So they've run this ad for the whole tournament and he doesn't end up winning the tournament. And the ad they run at the close is him getting on the plane. He's really forlorn. He's sitting there. I'm, I'm empty-handed. And like a beautiful woman comes and sits next to him. And he's sort of like, yeah, it's not so bad. Consolation prize. That's what, but it was a, like a clever little way to close like it. They that. had a couple of options. I like and I was that. thinking, well, will they run one if they don't get a team in the fall? They didn't do anything. What well, neither what, 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 major co- apparel um, manufacturer did anything. Like no, Adidas had, had that stupid create. Yeah, but they had a, that was a really cross-brand thing. That was with yeah, the Von Miller and... Yeah. Jose was there. Jose was there telling everyone. Pharrell? Was that the one with? Yeah, Pharrell. Adidas kind of did one with the, the guys that aren't at the World Cup. Remember, um, uh, Gareth Bale was like doing his. What was he doing? No, is that the Wish ad? Maybe. That's for Wish. He was like mm. cutting hair. Oh, was that a website? Putting, yeah, it was putting Neymar, yeah, shaving Neymar in the back of someone's head. I get you. And then they're all buying stuff and sending it to Pogba, who was at the World Cup. <laughs> like Buffon was. Cooking. I just assumed oh, Buffon was cooking something. I liked the, the Pirlo one. With TAB. Was it TAB? Where he's on the couch and he's getting interviewed and he's like, Andrea, you know. You need a team gonna, to support. How are you going to go? No, how are you going to go in the World Cup? This yeah. and that. And he's and like, he cracks the shit. Is this guy for real? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. But, and then he's dressed up as the other nations. Like he's got Australia, France. Mexico. Yeah, yeah, like the Maracas. And his face never changed. Yeah. <laughs> that was always such a great part of these tournaments when Nike dropped their ad. Yeah. yeah. They just didn't do like it. Like I said, but it was more than an ad. It was a whole campaign that was based around the centerpiece ad and we got such a shame when did they release a little less conversation with the the no, cage uh, that was fantastic I want to see that again secret tournament yeah secret, secret tournament secret tournament would have been 2002 ish that was I fantastic I liked the campaign before a little bit before that with uh, the dead when they're playing in the Coliseum au revoir au revoir and Eric Cantona gets it stomps he, on it he volleyed it through flips, the devil's chest flips the collar up mm. and it smacks it through the chest of the devil that's great. That wow. was like he was like a demon, wasn't he? He was like he wasn't the de- the devil. It was more like pre- pretty much for the symbol of Man United, which is yeah. No, no I get that. I get that. Yeah. He wasn't like you mm. know yeah. the 
the depth. No, but very disappointing that there was no. I loved uh, no when they rate. did the um, right the future. Right the future was great. Right the future. You mean when um, Wayne Wayne Rooney was living in a trailer yes, park? Yes, 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 yes. They did all that. That's right. That was brilliant. that was the Ronaldo that with was, the big yeah. statue. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that was really good too. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I like those rags to riches type. The one uh, guy Richie did the one where it was from the point of view of the player getting scouted and going. Through yeah, the that, was that was fantastic as well. That and was you're fantastic. taking a set piece, and the the other players come up to you and yeah. having a chat. He would actually. Oh, that was the one where you, you do the training and yeah. you were vomiting. Arsene Wenger was, and then you made it. That's and right. Arsene Wenger was like there, a, like a superstar girlfriend yeah. and all that. Yeah. My favorite part. Funnily enough, you play for United. No, you play for Arsenal. No, I reckon there's a... You play for Arsenal. No, you play against United and Rooney and Ronaldo. You're at Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah, you played against Arsenal. You're in the the tunnels waiting to go out and you turn around Ronaldo's there? You're Dutch. You're Dutch because you're taking a free kick and Van Nistelrooy comes up to him and Schneider and says... You played against Inter Milan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was actually, funnily enough, that was the technology that Guy Ritchie, who directed that, would later repurpose it in uh, Sherlock Holmes. This is a movie podcast. That's just an interesting story. He, he used that same technique. He would he repurposed it in Sherlock. Holmes. We should post some of these these uh, YouTube clips. Maybe. Right. So um, overall, good World Cup tournament. Loved it. Great World Cup. Fantastic, Fantastic so tournament. Moving on. We're Do you want to go move through on to world w- football in general now? Well, so. What about some of the the awards through for the World Cup? So Golden Ball, uh, Luka Modric. How would okay, you think well, of no, Golden Ball? I've, I've got a, I've actually got a bit of a rant to go here. I was oh, going to go on it, but yeah. you don't think about, he's deserving this, this of isn't that. About or the fake FIFA team of the tournament is. Oh, the FIFA team of the tournament to me means nothing. Yeah, but it isn't about the fake. The one. Golden Ball to me means nothing. I think it's got Golden purpose. Boot. Harry Kane scored one open play goal, which was deflected, and he wins a Golden Boot. But it's a numbers game. It's, yeah. Yeah, and kick more goals. Lukaku had four open play goals. And how many goals did Kane score? From open play, one. No, how many goals did he score? Mm. Six. How many goals did Lukaku score? Four. Six is more than four. Mm. That's simple mathematics, Give me a box and whisker plot for that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, no, so we'll touch on them. Yeah, so... I personally think all World Cup awards mean jack shit. A lot of them are... Uh, yeah, some of them are popularity Yeah, contests. absolutely. A little There's bit. Absolutely no doubt. Mbappe, best young player... Yep, so he was the best young player, but does he deserve to be maybe on the golden ball list? Like, I don't think he made the top three. No. What's he done? Honestly. Did that magnificent run. Scored right. a couple of goals. Scored a couple of goals, but as a tournament overall, France's group games were horrible. He's and 19. he was horrible in them. I don't care. Well, that's why he won the young player award. Okay. Yeah, but he's certainly a player going places. He looks certainly. like he's got a fantastic future ahead of him. And one of the comments that I read along the way was, you know, it's interesting, you know, he's got the world at his feet but how nice that he can now just go about it and doesn't become the next Messi or the next Cristiano Ronaldo true. who has retired never very, winning a very, World very Cup. Yeah, so you sit there and you go, he's ticked that box he's already. got it out of the way early. And everything else from of, here on is almost a bonus. It's that yeah. albatross around, you know, around your neck. Yes, it's gone. Because we were talking the about albatross before. around your neck. Yeah, that's that the one? <laughs> that's, that's a new that's one a, on that's me. That's a saying, isn't it? That's, uh, there's, an no. albatross, there's something about an albatross, isn't there? Because you were talking about this before we entered the World Cup. Was I? Yeah, you were talking about it not being about the cream. No, but not about albatrosses. But it, the World Cup being the cream on top of your career. Yes, I was saying that. Beautiful. I, well done to recall that. I'd forgotten. I said that. He was dismissing you until he remembered what yeah, he was no, saying. He thought I was talking about albatrosses. No, no. So uh, I don't think it is. I think it's fantastic yeah, it's that, saying. that albatross around neck. He's just looked it up. <laughs> an annoying burden. That old car is an albatross around my neck. Literally, an albatross is a large seabird. The phrase alludes to Samuel Taylor Coleridge's poem, The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, in which a sailor who shoots a friendly albatross is forced to wear its carcass around his neck as punishment. Who are you hanging around with? You know all Jesus these old... Christ. 
When the seagull follows the trawler. Hey, mate, don't. Seriously, just because I'm always correct on these sayings. Oh, you've shot your bolt, mate. That's what you've done. You've blown a load. I've shot your bolt. (laughs) All the turtles want to do is swim. (laughs) All right. Uh, Can we we move on to world transport? Let's do it. World transfer, world football transfer news. Sure. I did. I I, I, I just, I I stammered a bit. What do you got for us? Well the, well, the big one's been confirmed. We talked about it last week, so we won't go on it again. But Ronaldo is has arrived yep. in Torino. So Juve. At Juve. Have you bought a, a jersey yet? Will you buy a jersey? $60 million worth of sales in one day. Will you buy one? Amazing. I'm getting one for the boys, yes. Will you get one? No. You won't get one? No. Why we'll is that? See, we'll see how that plays out. I reckon you will. I may. Yeah. <laughs> My cousin's going Folded. overseas in a couple of weeks, so I may while cash while, with him. While we're on, I'm not sure if this is on your little rundown there, Fab. While we're on shirts, a big fat chicken shit. Two? Man United's home kit. No, no Croatia. Really? Chicken yes, shit. Croatia was chicken shit in the World Cup. Final. I didn't mind it. Oh, United Man United United yeah, I thought it was okay. No, it's not chicken salad. It's, it's far not, from chicken no, salad. No, but I don't think it's your worst kit you've chicken, ever had. Chicken shit. If it's chicken salad, it's like been sitting in a 7-Eleven for a couple of days it's mm. <laughs> it's probably what it is it's probably a pre-packaged it's, it's an aeroplane it's meal out of what was the other one you said out of a vending machine yeah. so turn- it's not chicken shit but no. it's, 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 it's the it lowest is. grade of chicken salad you can get I think yeah, it's okay. chi- I personally think it's they forgot shit. to put the chicken in there what was the other kit you sent was it an alternate kit that you sent me another one with uh, was it a grey or no a pinky type that, that's our second kit is apparently going to be pink that was is, horrible which is an homage to the pink newspaper, which used to run no, football results on a Saturday. You I'm know what sorry. I like about it, though? I will cut it some slack. I love that it's the story. Yeah. Okay, I like the story. Yeah, to at least have a backstory. Yeah, I, I, I love that the idea is that this newspaper was printed on pink paper and it ran all the soccer results on a Saturday evening. Sure. It was the first place to get all the football results and it ran until 20, 2005, whatever it is, and it was a staple of the Manchester football diet. It was fought mob before the invention of the app. Yeah, whereas this, this kid is just, wow, it's bad. Yeah. Mm. Um, there you go. Other transfer news: Alison, oh, Alison Becker, sixty million gone to Liverpool. That is confirmed. Huge. Their biggest money. issue was goalkeeper. What has Loris Carrius dropped another bollock in a preseason game was it last week? He's Did cooked. he? Oh, yeah, like they were playing fucking Partick Thistle or something. I saw an article. Wow. He was just roaming around the streets. Just he was pretty happy and stuff. This is before oh, he, the signing, obviously. He, he but it hasn't it hasn't affected him one bit. Uh, so, oh, he's still good on him. Where's he from? Where's Loris Carrius from? Whatever his name is. Um, oh, a geez. place that has never seen football before. Is he like from Latvia or is he like... I thought he was like... He was playing in uh, Germany. Yeah. But... Don't know where he resides. From... Loris Carrius is... Drum roll. German. Fuck you. I was like two seconds That's away from that. Damn it. Oh. I should have backed myself in like He's named after the watch. Wasn't there a watch brand called Loris? That's Loris. No, that's Loris is the sports award. Loris. You think of Casio? It, it was kind of in that that kind of tier, wasn't it? Casio, Loris. It was a Kmart mm. type brand. <laughs> <laughs> did it, have it, a, it is a Kmart type brand. Did it have, type a, keeper. Did it have a battery, uh, like a sorry, uh, like a calculator style setup on the front? No, no, no it was just more like those a, are, those a, are in a, now. a basic. Why was that ever thought to be a good idea? By the way. A calculator We're watch. going to give you a calculator that's too small for you to use. <laughs> that's the one on your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> fucking stupid. 
Yeah, look, uh, it's an interesting side. I mean, they obviously need a goalkeeper that's yep. better than Carrius. And to me, that 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 puts them in contention. Now. They spent a lot of money. So spent a huge amount of money. Mm. Um, Shakiri as well. Oh, yeah, okay. Is that is that I, a necessary I think, signing? I, I think he'll be a bit part player. But it's a good squad signing for. Him. He doesn't want to be a is squad it player. He's not good enough to start for them. Mo's got one side. Um, so, um, what does this mean for me? Lalana? Lalana's more central. Yeah, but. Shakiri isn't it? If you're got problems where Lalana and Shakiri can't get a game, that's good. That is good a problem to have. Right. Mm. And, yeah. Mm. Um, another big signing in the Premier League, Maurizio Sari. One of my favourite videos of the past week was the one that had Sari coming to the dugout, leaving the change rooms, uh, escorted by security. For a dart? For the 20 metre walk from the change rooms to his technical area, genuinely by security, like Goldberg style. Uh, smoking a dart. Yeah. Right. Yep. One of the one of the most baffling who is going to attack him between the change room and the touchline, which is already fairly heavily fortified. Maybe he was going to do the attacking. Maybe. <laughs> no, he's not you're allowed to you were allowed to smoke in some some technical areas is in Stanford Bridge a smoke free venue? Uh, all Premier League venues are smoke free venues. That's not going to go. That I that would I want to see that more than anything else. If they're losing, if they if they're down a couple of goals with twenty minutes to mm. go, he's just going to walk what off. What are those little Italian cigarettes? What are those? What are they called? They're little. They like they're brown ones. Are they? They're like are they a special sort of? They're really. They're not like they're not like a roll your own sort of thing. They're a proper cigarette. They're but, very thin. But they're very thin. Like a vogue. Like a vogue. Well. They're like and they're dark. That I don't know. And they're like a really trendy. Don't know. I don't know. That's terrible. You know everything else about Italy except the one thing I need you to know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopeless. So that was Ask big. Kobe. Um, yeah, Kobe would know. Now that the World Cup's <laughs> finished, I think we will we'll start to hit transfer, like proper transfer Conta- movement. Conte speaking. Well, speaking of football, but Conte has barricaded himself in George Costanza. When people style. say Conte, I, I get confused with who the hell they're talking Antonio about. Antonio Conte. Antonio Conte, or mm-hmm. you're speaking about Ingolo Conte? Conte. Because all of a sudden they've got the same name. These people. One's with a K-A, one's with a C-O, but we'll move on. So you're talking about... They're a, both C-U-N. Chelsea, former Chelsea. The former Chelsea boss. Yeah. Antonio Conte. Mm. What about him? I wonder, where, I wonder where he goes. Yeah. You know what he's well, like? Well, the Italian gig's gone. You know what he's like, though? He's, you know, he's Mathis in Quantum of Solace. He is a bit. He's he? living on his island. <laughs> he's got a big castle. <laughs> no, it will be interesting. Roman, so, Roman will come up to rehire him next year. We won't obviously spend too much time on transfers because next week we'll have to. It'll start to ramp up. There'll there'll be movement Certainly. all over, all over the world. Do you see, Jose Mourinho has said that uh, Anthony Martial is in his plans. Well, he reckons we're starting the season with Martial, Mata, and Sanchez, and that's why Sanchez, who's got some sort he's of got a visa issue, criminal yeah. record. That's why. Well, is he that can't. why he didn't make the U.S. tour? Yeah, he's, uh, tax evade. Oh, not that. It's like tax, tax evade fraud. Why can't these players pay tax? It's just oh, in no. Spain, man. It's H and R Block. Spanish division, mate. I'm telling you, they don't know what they're doing. No, they don't know what they're <laughs> that doing. That Barcelona branch, H&R Block, Messi, so, Alexis. Well, Ronaldo, the Madrid branch has been infected. The Madrid branch Ronaldo. has got issues as well. <laughs> Mourinho, Ronaldo. So. <laughs> Why do they just just pay tax? Yeah. I, understand, I understand you want to pay as little tax as you have to, but like they're not paying any. Just be on the safe side, wouldn't you pay just a little bit more tax? No. I mean, you're making, no, a, you're making a bucket load of Mate, cash. I would pay not a fucking euro more than I had to. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap up with um, the odds the, and ends. Obviously, oh, there's, there's a couple of big odds and ends. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Smaller. Oh, I've got 
or a little bit of pre-season Premier League action. What? All right. With Everton dominating an Austrian Ooh. side. I can't pronounce it exactly. Oh, is this the one where Czech Tosin scored 15 goals or 22 to nil was the final score in that take, game. What do you get out of what that? I didn't think you were going to go this low, so that's why I thought there's surely nothing to talk about. Confidence, maybe. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So uh, Marco Silva's first game in charge... So they've netted half of their Premier League goals tally from last season in one Surely game. Surely you pull the pin at 10-0 and say, guys, don't embarrass them. The mercy rule. Yeah. Surely it applies. That just reminds me of the old Roy Hodgson. Um, I think England under Roy's watch were playing like fucking Aldi or something. And, um, you know, in like a European qualifier, they're out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> playing a fucking chain of supermarkets. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he basically, he said, he goes, he, he wanted his uh, forwards to uh, bring their straw to the water. With, with their albatross around their neck? With their albatross around their neck, make sure they don't shoot their ball. Kevin Morales scored Fashion's five. Once finished. they get to the water, Fashion's all the turtles finished. must get a swim. That's right. That's how it goes, right, Sean? No, it was not all turtles make it to the sea. So Kevin Morales scored five goals, and there's a bunch of other players obviously scored quite a few. And then there's Michael... Michael Keane, Mason Holgate, and Leighton Baines also got on the on the score sheet Freaking in that away. game. So I'm, I can't. He hasn't played a lot of football. He missed his. Ch- I feel bad for Leighton because he missed his chance, didn't he? Mm. To join United. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't want to. If he wanted to, he could have pushed it through and come. Bullshit. He could have pushed it through. And so come. he sat there and thought, "Nah, I'll stay at Everton." He's on a pretty good side. Twenty. Didn't really force the issue. Bullshit. Go on a holiday. Don't rock up to preseason training. Say you are. You are dealing me to United. Do a Kawhi you didn't Leonard. Have, you didn't have <laughs> Do the, a Kawhi Leonard. He ends up in fucking Austria. You didn't have the. You didn't have the balls. <laughs> yeah, played for fucking Lidl. Eating, eating habanero chicken. <laughs> chicken wings. Mango habanero. Mango habanero is what he wants. All right, can we type the loose odds and ends? What uh, are they? Letua. Yeah, Letua. Um, Richie Port is out. Yeah, yeah, Richie Port, and it was innocuous too, and I. It was it was the cobbles stage. Was his heart mm. broken though earlier because he was out? Like he was sort of out of contention no matter what, wasn't he? No, no, he was Absolutely in there. He was, not. He was tenth. Or he something. was seeing ninth or tenth. He was fifty-one seconds behind. Fifty-one he had seconds. He already may as well be him. fucking three weeks behind. But there was no one in, in front the, of him in the tour. The only bloke that was in front of him of any consequence at all was Garant mm. Thomas. Mm. So. Um, and really and at the end of the day, he'll time trial as well as him, and he probably goes up a mountain better okay. when, when he's at his best. I mean, Froome was his only danger. I have been misinformed. Somebody had said to me or suggested to me that uh, he was out of contention. No, no, he was definitely no, no, in contention. No, well and truly in contention, but um, it was a stage where he's always been... Uh, questioned as to whether he can handle a bike as well as other guys. Okay. You know, descending has been an issue for him, mm. and the query always was going to be how many of the guys can you know hold their bottle mm. as they're going over the cobbles. So you were never going to know how he was going to fare, but then as it was, he essentially yeah they got a holder on the bike for that year. Good one, <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> um, the, the fact that Greg Van Avermaet ended up finishing second on the stage or whatever, who was one of his teammates, he would have had a guy that was yeah. there with him that could him have taken end. him through. So you would have just loved... Last night, they had the first really big mountain stage and it really sort of reordered things at the top. Geraint Thomas won the stage uh, and he's put 20 seconds into Chris Froome. So at the moment, I think he's, he's about a minute back. Yeah, about a minute. Um, so it's a long time. It's a long time, but of, my, of what was really interesting was Thomas was already in front of... Mm. Um, Froome anyway, so whether that was just you know providing protection for Froome in case he cracked at any point and Thomas could have come back to him. Can Froome do a Floyd Landis and 
juice himself to the eyeballs. Well, that's what he tends to do most of the time, yeah. <laughs> my, my asthma's playing up. I'll take 10 times as much as I'm allowed to have. That's not a problem, is it? Um, anyway, I'm not a Froome fan, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> um, <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Thomas, as a teammate at the very end, uh, took off and won the stage and put time into Froome. So it's just mm. interesting. So the, is he now the favourite? Well, no, well, I, I think at the end of the day, they'll still back Froome because okay. he's won three or four. Oh, are they on the same team? Same team, oh. yeah. How Same do they team. handle that? Well, that was the interesting thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Thomas is in yellow now. Um, so it'll be just interesting to see what happens. But This is Eddie Irvine and Michael Schumacher all over again. Well, they're a very, very strong, deep team. So mm. they've got a lot of teammates that will look after one another. But the, the, the tactics of the team will be very interesting. Do they sabotage him? Garant Thomas. Mm. Well, not yet. So, um, But, yeah, no, just back on port, I, I think it was it was that stage where everybody in the peloton were probably on edge. Um, they were they were a bit scared of what was to come, mm-hmm. and I think everybody was just a bit edgy. And in the end, the incident that's occurred was entirely innocuous. Long, you know, It was 100 kilometres before they even hit the cobbles. The, the commentators so that, were a bit confused about it when it, when it all happened. Yeah, ha- how has this happened? And, yeah. and, and I think at the end of the day, you know, there's been an incident, a couple of guys have gone down, and a bloke's busted his collarbone mm-hmm. when you know there was no obvious, yeah, not ju- the words not justification, but just yeah, it just yeah. wasn't he, he obvious. He was just flat was out it? unlucky, and yeah. you're going, well, maybe he's just that bloke that it's just flat out unlucky. Yeah. So um, because he he looked like he was in good form, he said mm-hmm. he's not going to let him get him down. He'll come back. He'll try again. But I think he's pushing 34 now or something like that. 32 or 34, <laughs> yeah. and you just sort of say, you know, maybe maybe the window that may have been opened. Mind you, I thought the window had closed on Cadell when he ultimately won it. So, um, so I, I think where there's light, there's hope. But mm. yeah, he's, uh, it's yeah. a very mentally a taxing, isn't it? To that idea to to, to reload to come again. Yes, mm. yes. And and my understanding is he's going to be leaving BMC Racing at the end of this season. I don't know where he's going to. So I don't know what sort that of Australian team still up. rolling around. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> That's how, not encouraging. How much, of, how much of the two have you watched, Fab? None. <laughs> I just I can't believe we've we've had Tim's come in and just provided a level of analysis and fantastic that we haven't seen in anything, let alone cycling. It was wonderful. Well, and can I just ask a question because I actually don't even know the answer to this. Please. Who won Wimbledon? Oh, uh, Novak. He did. Novak won. Beat Kevin Anderson. In a very. So I knew Kevin Anderson had played well. Yeah. Uh, who did Anderson beat in the semi-final? Isner. Isner. It was Isner. Isner. Time, wasn't yeah. it? Second yeah. longest Grand Slam match ever. Which I think was yeah. Isner and holds he, the record. And he was in the first he was, longest yeah. game yeah. ever Isner, against yeah. Nicholas Mahu. That's right. Wow. Mahu. So we saw some fantastic tennis in the lead-up to the final. <laughs> no one did. <laughs> I watched a little bit of it, but... I watched a bit of it. And um, who won the women's? Uh, Angelique Kerber. 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 Angelique Kerber. Beat yep. Serena? Beat Correct. There you go. I understood did. <laughs> did, we saw some fantastic tennis leading up to the final. Did, it, was such um, a, it was a bit of a fizzer. How did Amelie Moresmo go? Do we? Oh, jeez. Look at hot. You're, you're a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a complete dickhead. Did anyone see the men's final though? It yeah, was I did. during the World Cup final. Yeah, I did. I flicked. I flicked to and from. I had the the mega wall up. Fucking mega wall. The Channel Seven mega the wall. Ch- did Channel Seven <laughs> realise the mega wall only works if it's interactive? Yeah, if correct. You can pick what screen you want. Just yeah. showing me eight fucking screens. <laughs> <laughs> I might look at it and go, oh, I'm really interested in what's happening. Oh, they've gone to the other if channel. If they use their it other sums four, up my four hatred. channels to actually show four different oh, things, God, the Megawall It works. sums up my hatred for Channel 7. The, the Megawall sums up Channel 7. That's, what yeah. are they doing? They're hiring BT. Hmm. They're renewing BT's contract. I like BT. He's fucking terrible. He's terrible on, he's terrible on TV. 
He's terrible on TV. <laughs> He's awful. Is that yeah. all we got? We got any got any more on Deontay Wilder? No, no. Tim, you got anything on Deontay Wilder? You might give us more. <laughs> no. No. Is that all we got? Is that it? Is that it? I think there's a bit of athletics going on at the moment. Oh, I, on, I think they're back. coming towards the end of their, their mm. winter season, but I couldn't give you any details You know what we didn't talk all, about, so. and I don't want to talk about at all because it's farcical, is Turtle? Usain Bolt to oh. the Central Coast Mariners. I don't want to talk about it at all because it's just nonsense. Is, uh, is That's if a, he makes it onto the team because there's a trial going on This is him. apparently a legitimate thing. Apparently, they, his, his management of recently... This, I reckon this has taken the piss. His management have apparently sounded out the A-League about him wearing 9.58 is his number. That is fucking great. It's just, that is great. It's madness. It's, you know what it is? I actually, I'm willing, I want them to commit to it. I want him to play. Yeah, I want him to play. Because he's terrible. Have you seen the footage of him playing at Dortmund? No. He's awful. Okay. He's got the first touch of a rapist. Surely you could count it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I heard... Um, that's a, sorry, that's, I just was, want to clarify. That's a joke from a terrible movie starring Ray Winston, um, where he played like a football manager or something yeah. it was awful no I always use that but that, um, but that, that, that quote made me laugh I don't, yeah. don't even know what the movie's called I'm going to look it up well I think just during the week Simon Hill was interviewed and, and they asked him about Usain Bolt the footballer and he just sort of said look he's just not a professional footballer mm-hmm. so while you know it may be it actually could do more damage than good well I, I think those sorts of things you roll the dice I mean people will turn up because they'll mm. be interested in, interested to know mm. but if he fronts up and he's just not that good People will go, oh well, you know that was a waste of time. But by the same token, you know the you can imagine in a game where you've got a guy on the ball who provides a through ball up the wing, and Usain runs onto it. I mean, yeah, you trip over it. Well, he might, but I think it's when you watch. Surely you know that tactic going into the game, though. You're, oh. you're funny up against Usain Bolt. You have just have a sweeper and but just have a guy sits him? there. Who plays on him though? I yeah, mean, and, and how much? How much leg rope do you give him to, to sort of give him yeah. time you know, and space to be able to run into? I mean, mm. you know, even Fevert is best when he was leading. You know, guys couldn't go with him. He was too powerful. Mm-hmm. And modern-day football, we kick it out in front of him and they couldn't punch his arm. He could have been, could have been a, like he was a modern-day great, but even more of a modern-day great. Yeah. But I think, as you sort of say, if he doesn't have the ability to be able to finish thereafter, even if you were able to use pace to be able to give him a chance, an opportunity, yeah. I, I, I think you know it's it's destined for failure. But at the end of the day, you know, people want to. I think Simon Hill's comment was he said, "I think the A League's doing well. It's got credibility. There's really good football being played. I don't think we need to revert to this. You don't yeah. need the sideshow." Yeah, but by the same token, if you're trying to put bums on seats and it doesn't, you know, you're going to spend the money somewhere else somehow, throw a dart at the board. It's yeah. called uh, All in the Game. Stars Danny Dyer, Ray Winston, Ike Hamilton, uh, 2006. 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, although the two reviews here aren't great. The first review gives it 8 out of 10. Great story, impeccable timing, outstanding cast. The next one is 4 out of 10. A poor script ruins this. So, I remember it being pretty shit. But, <laughs> but with a couple of memorable but lines. But with just that one good line. I can't one remember anything line. else about the film. That might uh, wrap us up for the week. Alex, it looks like he's got something to add. Oh, I just... Oh, I love ahead. how you're the one who tries to keep us in check with time, but you're the one who keeps coming back. I'm I'm just a few, I've got a few on. notes and you move on from the topics very quickly. I'm just a bit tetchy about it. I've got one bar of battery left. These batteries are fucking dying. All I had was a piece on tennis and there was a discussion about the fifth set tiebreaker. No, keep it as it is. Even if they're going to 26 and yep. 20. Yep. It's beautiful because it only happens every now and then and it's historic. Just give up. It. If you don't want it, just give up. Okay. Timbo's moved on to the chips. 
Well, so, I, it's an interesting topic, but it's like it's just part of the game. Yeah, you should I have like to. You, you don't like. You it? should have to. No, win I think Isner because he's obviously played in a couple of pretty long matches. He said, "Look, well, 12, John, 12, 12, Maybe we should have a tiebreaker." John, learn how to do more than serve, <laughs> and maybe you won't be in these situations. Sure thing. Like I get what the argument is, but you got to. I like the attitude to you got to win the match. You can't just play him and Anderson would have almost played four tie breaks, mm. fifth tie break. It's like you got to win the match. Sure. And I reckon when you watch the US Open and a fifth set there as a tiebreaker, to me, is just a dead set cop out. Yeah. And you thought this is, it's like a nation of, you know, people with ADD that just can't, they want to see, can't go any longer and go, we need a return. And, you know, they misspell mm. words and make it like, shorter, shorter and all that sort of stuff. And you're going, yeah. And yeah. they've got a, and they've got a president who's a fuckwit as well. So, anyway. <laughs> and it's a little bit like, you know, in AFL, when, like, say, this is another example, when, like, there'll be a draw and everyone's, like, aghast that it's a draw. It's like, well, you knew when the game started. That if the scores are tied, there's a possibility of it's a draw. draw. So mm. we know when we start the match. If this goes five, mm. we're not playing a tiebreak. It's not like Isner's going, "What? No tiebreak? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's bullshit." We all know it. We all know the rules. It's been the rules forever. We live with it. With the US Open, have you ever tried to catch public transport from Queens late at night, Timber? From Flushing? No, I haven't. Very scary. Very scary. It'd be pretty scary so during the day. The yeah, got to wrap it up. Got to get home. But don't the games, the matches there go? Start at eleven a.m. They go to like four a.m. Don't they? <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was taking the piss. You may as well just stay in the fucking Arthur Ashe. You Sorry. might as well just stay in the Arthur Ashe Arena until morning. Meet up, meet up with the Warriors e. at Coney, uh, Coney Island. Oh, speaking of Coney Island, I did some research. Hot dogs. How did he get it straight away? Wow. Kobe Ashe. Who is... Joey Chester. Fuck. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I ringed Tim this morning. This has to be said. I ringed I Tim it. this morning. And um, well, Tim and I are sharing a microphone here, so we're going to have to kind of do this in sync. But t- I ring Tim. Tim tells me a story that he's just, what have you done? You've kind of emceed it. You've just thrown a chip in your mouth. <laughs> Tim's emceed a function whereby he had to interview Dan Butler yep. and Jason Castagna. And I don't know how we got on to... Um, Competitive eating. No, Castagna. <laughs> and I said, because Castagna means chestnut, in Italian, and I said, "Oh, oh mate, oh mate, chestnut." And he goes, "Yeah, he's the second most famous chestnut, or something like that." <laughs> Joey and I, Chestnut. And I said, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "It's a world, you know, it's a world-renowned event." And I'm thinking, "It iconic. is iconic, it is. iconic, iconic." So, Nathan's hot dogs. Yep. And so, uh, and I, I proceed to say, name some of the most iconic events in the world. You're some chance of naming it. Running of the bulls. Yep. Yep. Melbourne we were saying, Cup, you know, Kentucky it's, Derby, um, the Indy 500, Indy and the bloke that drinks the milk at the end of it, yeah. and all those sorts of things. Joey Chestnut slamming down four thousand hot dogs <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> and I said, oh, I'll give you a clue. They do it at Coney Island, and he drew an absolute blank. I was in America, Fourth of July, and watched it live. I watched Joey Chestnut dethrone Kobayashi. Wow. And, and every single year on ESPN, it's the life. two events you will always see and they pump up in a big way is the hot dog eating competition <laughs> and the national spelling bee. And there would be a hell of a lot of people that could not give a rat's ass, but there are other people that go compelling viewing, must watch. Mad for it. It's, it's, it's extraordinary. But yeah, but that, the, my favourite. The, the other, the other good chestnut. My favourite. Um, that, was, that was this morning. That, that, that's, that's the thing. I'm driving into work and we're just talking, shooting the shit. And all of a sudden, he's talking about chestnuts and bloody Coney Island. I'm thinking, what? Coney Island? The only thing I know about Coney Island is Mr. Robot. But the Warriors. What Warriors? The Warriors. 
The movie The Warriors. Never seen it. Seriously, wow. I've seen once were Warriors. Yeah, that's not bad. You've never seen The Warriors? <laughs> seen the Golden State Warriors. No one's mm. seen The Warriors? No. You're a cinephile. They're gang, New York gangs, and The Warriors are framed for the murder of like the, the head honcho of this, you know, the, the uh, five boroughs gang thing, and they've got to get back to their turf in Coney Island. It's a very famous. I made a video oh, game about it. Joey yeah. Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. Oh, so we'll just, we'll just close on this. The commentator for the, uh, the whatever that installment of the hot dog eating was, Remarked, and it's still probably my favorite piece of commentary in all sports ever. He referred to Joey as an American hero <laughs> after he ate it was some ridiculous number of hot dogs. It was some absurd number of hot dogs, and he, he won the title and whatever. And he excitedly proclaimed he was an American hero. And I went, well, we. Can't disagree. <laughs> the bar is set low. <laughs> I thought, on the, on the day that, that celebrates the birth of your nation, why not add. Chestnut alongside Washington, mm. Jefferson, <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant, right there, I think. Well, fantastic. Wait. I think it's good as good any, way to end. Uh, good way to end. Tim wants to get into the chip, so let's, let's go. Let's Thanks for joining us. I've been Sean Peterbarge. I've been joined by Alex Billen. Take care. See you later. Tim Davis. Uh, thoroughly enjoyable. Fabian Guadagnolo. Arrivederci, ragazzi. Goodbye. <laughs>